When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Good afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased you are all here with me today. Um, We've got a lot to talk about today. It's one of those shows. It's just you and me for the hour. No guests today. So I am here to answer your questions. Um, I'll be active on the chat. So please just type in your questions and your comments uh, in, in, the, in the comment section of the, the live stream and the video. I'm keep my eyes on it. Um, and so uh, I, I, I hope to hear from you because we got, got, I think, an interesting topic this week. Um, but first, of course, I have my little excerpt from my book, Everyday Awakening. Um, and actually, we got uh, kind of a, a, this is a really good section. It's a little bit long, but that's okay. We got time. Uh, and the title of this section is, As We Accept All of Ourselves, Balance Gives Way to Harmony. We often think of being in balance as a goal. Usually, we are interested in attaining the balance of two opposite and complementary aspects of our personality, of our personality, like, like the part that wants to sleep late and the part that wants to be an early riser. Or we strive to balance the many aspects of our lives, such as career and home life. Yet a permanent state of balance is unrealistic. So perhaps a better word to use is harmony. For even if we achieve balance in our lives, it is always short-lived. How can we sustain balance in our relationships, our work, our health, our finances, and our growth all at the same time? When we concentrate on one area of life, it is usually at the expense of another. If we focus on our careers or finances, perhaps our relationships or health will suffer. Sometimes if we look to balance the energy within us, we do ourselves a disservice. For if we show up with our feminine and masculine traits in balance for a football game, we are not likely to do very well. 
If we show up with an aggressive and passive energy is completely balanced for a date, we may not be able to make that heart-to-heart connection we so desire. Balance is overrated. It is an ideal that is not sustainable, and it does not serve us in our lives. Sometimes we need to go to extremes. Sometimes we need to be imbalanced to meet a given situation properly. So we work on the dance between the opposites. We learn how to be more fluid. And as we become better and better at accepting and using all of our aspects, we become more of who we are. We are light and dark. We are strong and weak. We are masculine and feminine. We are courageous and scared. We are connected and alone. We are passionate and passive. We are joyful and depressed. We are driven and apathetic. We are caring and insensitive. For we are all these things and more. And as we learn to flow from one to another, we learn what works best in any given moment. Balance gives way to harmony. And in harmony, we are more fully who we are meant to be. So where are you trying to be in balance in your life that perhaps you should seek harmony instead? Where can you be more fluid and less rigid in your thinking that can serve you in the moment and in your life? So this section I I wrote a while ago, and it kind of, to me, again, kind of coming from from the shamanic work that I do, it it kind of really came to me as a, a real revelation this idea that that you know everyone talks about balance balancing work life balancing our relationships balancing this balancing that and i remember one time and i forget if it was giorgio after he'd become a monk or if it was my teacher uh, in california who said balance isn't what we want Harmony is actually what we want. And it struck me like a ton of bricks because I'd so much kept hearing people talk about balance, 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 balance. Everyone's looking for balance. And and what he said was, it's not about balance. It's about being in harmony in our different aspects. And the way my teacher, he likes to talk about the spirit wheel, the wheel of, of heart, mind, body, and spirit, heart being emotions, mind being our our mental activity, body being presence, and spirit being inspiration, and, and that connection to everything that is. And he was pointing out that, you know, you don't always want to be perfectly balanced in all these four aspects, because sometimes you want to be more in your heart, right? When, when we go on a date or, or when we're meeting with a friend or maybe we need to console a loved one who's, who's heartbroken. Like right now, I, I cannot tell you how much my heart 
hurts for people I know who who are Ukrainian and who have friends and family in the Ukraine or or even business partners. The situation there, it it is ridiculous. And I am am so, so upset at everything going on. And, And it just... You know, so I, I when I talk to somebody who's Ukrainian right now, I, I'm in my heart. I'm not in my head. But if I'm doing some bookkeeping for my business, if, if I'm balancing the books, if I'm working on a business plan, if I'm doing something where I really need mental activity, then I'm going to focus on my head, not my heart. I don't want to be all over the place and ungrounded. Or, or you know, if I'm looking to create a piece of artwork, I need to be in my creative self. I don't want to be so grounded and in my body. And at the same time, if I'm exercising or doing some physical activity, I don't want to, I want presence. I don't want to be up in my creative area. I want to be here in my body. And, and so this idea of just being in harmony, being able to flow fluidly from these different aspects to ourselves not have them hold them in perfect balance all the time, but to learn when is it appropriate to dive deep into one. And and, and just as an example, like this past weekend, and I'm going to be talking about this more um, after the break, I, I was closing up the office, getting rid of stuff, packing things. I had to be present and focused and I had to work hard and I had long days and I, and, and I didn't get, you know, to re- as much rest as I'd like to get on the weekends. And, you know, I, I wasn't really, you know, being as focused on other things because I needed to get it done. I had a deadline and we would try to get everything out by the end of the month. And so it was a perfect example for me because if I tried to be balanced with everything, I wouldn't have had time enough to do what needed to be done. Sometimes there are deadlines. Sometimes there are times when we need to be all in on one aspect or another. And really what it is, it's about accepting all of ourselves, all of our sides, all our different aspects. Sometimes we do need to be a little aggressive in an appropriate situation. Sometimes it's good to have some fear to prevent us from doing something stupid. There's room for all of it. It doesn't mean we live there. Now, look, I'm not saying that there's not some advantage to being well-balanced in all areas, meaning that you're, you're, you're good at relationships, you're good at finances, you're good at business, you, you're good at physical activity. Yeah, I know people like that. I mean, I'm working towards that. I'm not perfectly balanced. But that doesn't mean you're balanced all the time. It means you're fulfilling a capacity and you're working towards uh, increasing your capacity in different aspects. But again, you're focusing on one thing at a time. You're building up one aspect at a time. You're, you're not building up at all aspects at once. That, that, that really disperses the energy. You never really get very far. You, you, don't, you don't develop depth. 
So I tend to now, when I, I think about things and I do stuff, I tend to be very careful about when I use the word balance. Because balance to me, it's something that's a very specific situation um, to have balance uh, in things. I more look at it as being able to see both sides. That's not necessarily being balanced, but being able to see things from different aspects. But to me, being balanced is, you know, when you're doing a balancing act and you got to have a little bit on both sides so it evens out. But most of the time, it's not about balance. It's about harmony. It's about all parts working together and supporting the one aspect that needs to come forward first. And that's, for me, a very important distinction. I mean, and when I got it, you know, when I heard it and I learned it and I, I really got it, oh, my God, it, it just, it, it really changed things for me. It, it really helped me tremendously. And it really uh, got me to see that, you know, this, this, this ideal, this unattainable ideal that we call balance, it, it's not realistic. It's just not. And we don't need to be there. Harmony, harmony is very different. Harmony is being able to be fluid and flow back and forth with that particular aspect of ourselves that needs to come out. Sometimes we need to be childlike. Sometimes we need to let our inner child out and play and have fun. But we don't want to do that in the boardroom. We don't want to do that when we're applying for a mortgage. You don't want to let your inner child out when you're working on something that other people might take the wrong way. And they're all, I mean, I'm using heart, mind, body, and spirit. There are all kinds of aspects. Uh, Being a teacher, being a sage, being a, a friend, being a helper, a supporter, a follower. Sometimes we need to lead and sometimes we need to follow. Any kind of aspect, any kind of archetype, any kind of situation you can think of, there are always different aspects of ourselves to bring to the forefront. And so what I'm encouraging you, what I'm offering this week to you, is to just consider that maybe balance isn't what you really, really need. Maybe what will serve you the most is being imbalanced in the moment. But when you look over a long period of time, that's where the balance comes. When we look at not just an hour or a day, but maybe a week or a month or a year or even longer. But that's where those ups and downs or going to different aspects start to smooth out with that longer perspective of time. So for this week, until my show next week, just think about and be, be mindful of when you use the word balance. 
And do you really mean balance or do you mean harmony? And if you're trying to be balanced in too many things, maybe it's really harmony you're looking for. So just something to consider. Again, this is a wonderful little section from my book, Everyday Awakening, which you can get at everydayawakeningbook.com. And that little section is called, As We Accept All of Ourselves, Balance Gives Way to Harmony. So I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, when we come back from break, uh, uh, we're going to talk about this week's topic, which is about letting go. And I'm going to explain to you more, I already touched upon it, about why I feel this is an important topic now, and hopefully give you some insight and maybe some tools to help you with letting go. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern time right here on talkradio.nyc and all over Facebook Live. And we will be right back after these messages. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy. And I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. Um, I appreciate you all being here today. Oops, a little, little uh, technical problem there. Um, we'll get that taken care of in the recording. Um, okay, so uh, we're talking about uh, this week, loss. Just that. So loss. Why am I bringing up loss this week? And 
When I talk about loss, loss doesn't have to be the big tragic loss um, that a lot of people think it is. Um, we go through a lot of little losses uh, throughout the, the life. And, and sometimes I think we don't really uh, consider it. We don't really think about it. Um, that certain things affect us. There are lots of little losses in our life um, that affect us. And because they're minor things, we don't bother grieving them. And I feel like that's a mistake. You know, sometimes we think a loss is just somebody dies and that's it. Like that's our only concept of loss in the United States. But there's all kinds of loss. There's loss of an identity, like when we retire. There's loss of a career or loss of a business, loss of a job. Those are all losses. And even when we move to something better, like maybe we've been living in, in a small apartment for many, many years, and then um, we, we move into a larger apartment, and we're happy. We got more room now. It's, we're a house. We're in a small house. We moved to a bigger house. Okay, great. It's wonderful. It's better. It's newer, whatever. But there were a lot of memories in that old place. There were a lot of memories we had associated with it. that we don't longer now have that. So now, um, so now we, we, we're moving into something new. We think we should be happy. Everything should be great and wonderful. But there's the memory of, you know, I don't know, our first love, of a pet, of whatever, of so many things that happened while we were living in that old place. That, that there's this tinge of nostalgia and perhaps a little bit of a sense of loss. Because even though we're in something better, it's different. It's different than what we had before. And just because we're moving into something better doesn't mean that we don't miss what we had before. Maybe we had an old car. Maybe, you know, the first car we ever owned, we learned to drive on it and it was an old jalopy and always causing problems and we always had to get things fixed and it was a pain until finally one day we, we managed to be able to buy a new car or lease a new car and it felt so good to have a brand new car and that new car smell. But still, there were memories in that old car. There was a fondness to it. There was a connection because it had been in our lives so long. So there are a lot of little things like that in our life. And I feel that because we're so busy and we're moving from place to place and doing different things and, and life is so crazy and so hectic and there's always so much to do that we don't realize that we do feel something here that there is maybe a little bit of sadness, a sense of loss. And we don't really give it space to breathe. We don't pay attention to it. We don't sit with it because we're off to the next thing. We're busy with our day-to-day -day life. We're moving forward, moving on. 
Yet those are real feelings. And if we don't pay attention to them, if we don't honor them, if we just stuff them down and ignore them, eventually they come back to rear their ugly head. Maybe not so ugly, but they rear, rear their head. Maybe you'll be watching a movie or a TV show and somebody dies on the TV show and it's some stupid comedy and it's not even serious and you, you don't even care for it that much, but then it just totally resonates with you and you start crying and you have no idea why you're crying. It's not about that thing you just saw in the movie or TV show. It's about what you've been feeling underneath probably for a while, but you just never gave space for it to allow yourself to experience it. And so we've all actually lost a lot of things over the course of this pandemic, over the last two years. And this is not to say that some people aren't, haven't done well. I mean, our radio station has grown tremendously. Both my wife and my businesses have, have done very well. We're doing good, but it's been a loss. Loss of human contact, loss of connection. I mean, some people are introverts. They'd rather stay home. They, they don't want to see people. That's fine. But me, I love hugging people. I love being in someone's presence. I love shaking their hand. And actually, earlier this week is the first time I had met somebody through a virtual networking event who happens to be in New York City. And we got together and had a cup of coffee together. And, you know, it wasn't that long. You know, maybe we spent 45 minutes together, an hour together. But it was so good just to be in someone else's presence. So for me, I know it's a big loss for me of going virtual. At the same time, it's a game. They're not mutually exclusive. We tend to have this very black and white thinking that, oh, if I gained something, then I couldn't have lost something. No, both can exist. Both can happen. And so I just wanted to focus on learning to let go. Because I feel like we're never really taught it. I know I wasn't taught how to let go as a kid. How do you let go? How do you let go of something? Anything. Anything you're attached to in any way. And so the reason why all this is coming up, and as I said before, not about a loss of a person or a thing, but earlier this week, I had to uh, go turn in the keys. Well, I didn't have to, but I decided to go turn in the keys to the office to the landlord. We had negotiated in the last couple of weeks about doing a buyout for our lease and giving them some money because we still had two and a half years of our lease, but it just didn't make sense. We have this office space. We're paying all this money and we're not using it. It's not serving us. We're completely virtual. We don't need an office space. And, you know, it's a little tough. And, and, you know, not just this week, not just when I turned in the keys, but over the last couple of weeks, 
as we've been packing stuff up and getting rid of stuff and giving away things and selling things and people taking stuff, I started feeling this, you know, last week or two. But like, oh, like we're losing this office. We're letting go of it. It's going to disappear. And look, this is not the first time that I've worked from home. I've, I've had businesses in the past where I've worked from home for years. But it's been a while. And ever since I took over the radio station and, and, and took over Giorgio's acupuncture practice and, and when he became a monk and turned it into Double Diamond Wellness and started working and turned, you know, talking alternative broadcasting into talkradio.nyc. It's been almost 12 years, almost 12 years that we've had a physical office space that's separate from my home, and suddenly there's not. And suddenly, just like that, it's over, it's gone. The business isn't closed, we're still operating, we're still doing fine. There's just no more office. And I just really felt it this week. You know, it's, it's just there's something about having a physical location that anchors in the energy of something. That all of a sudden, it's not there. And there's a big hole there where there used to be. You know, it's, it's, it's a little bit ungrounding. Now, look, this is not a big loss. This is not like we went bankrupt and went out of business. This is not, you know, uh, somebody who worked for us died or anything like that. Not at all. Those are real losses. Those are severe losses. But this is still a loss. And I need to recognize that. And I just wonder how many of you out there have some small loss that you've experienced, that's touched your life, that you, you know, haven't recognized, maybe still holding on to in some way. And so that's really what I want to get into in the second half of the show is talking about letting go. Because we're not taught how to let go. We've learned, we taught how to hold on to things, but we're not taught how to let go. And that's what I'd really like to offer and like to serve you with this week is maybe some things to help you with the process of letting go. Not all letting go is the same. So anyway, I'm going to get into that a bit more. We've got to take our next commercial break. I want you to think about that and, and, and see if you can call up, even within yourself, is there some kind of feeling? Is there something some kind of loss, something that you're still holding on to that's gone, that it might actually serve you to let go of it. All right, so we're, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll come back, and we're going to talk about letting go. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we will be right back. Howdy, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. 
Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. Uh, uh, hopefully we're getting this edited in post-production. Um, so anyway, we've been talking about, um, you know, l- loss and learning to let go. And I'm sharing my, my experience with letting go of my, my office this week. Um, but a lot of people have experienced loss. And and learning how to deal with loss is, is so important. Now, look, there is traumatic loss, which can be very, very challenging to deal with. And I highly recommend anyone dealing with traumatic loss um, is, uh, you know, sees a therapist, sees a professional on how to deal with that. If you're really having a hard time or work with somebody who, who's good at that. But I'm talking about a lot of little losses. I'm talking about the idea of working from home so you're not in the office, working, uh, 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 having to change jobs, change industries, change all kinds of things. I mean, life is changing so much that we really, uh, shifting around that we need to honor the fact that when we have experienced some kind of loss, that it really does affect us. And it really kind of, this idea of letting go. Um, And it's kind of interesting. I know a lot of people are into Marie Kondo, all about, you know, minimalist living and, 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 you know, letting go of things to give someone else pleasure and stuff. And so it's kind of a little bit more in the consciousness in general. But but there's something that a, a friend of mine once said, who had learned to become a death doula and a death doula is somebody who 
kind of like the similar to a midwife or a regular doula who helps a baby come into this world, who helps life come into this world. A death doula is someone who helps someone to leave, to transition out. And I mean, death is the ultimate loss, right? It's the ultimate big loss because we don't know what's on the other side. And we're all so terrified of death. And we also think that death is the end of everything. And so she said to me, you know, we really don't know how to face death as a loss. We don't know how to grieve it. And we don't have to wait until it happens and be unprepared for it. We can actually prepare for it. And when she said it, it just really struck me because it's something that um, really, when you come to think about it, this society, Western society, in the United States in particular, we're so much into youth and beauty and vitality. And we, we take old people and we put them in assisted living facilities and old age homes and we, we get them out of the way so we don't have to see them. And it's such a loss. We lose so much from that because people who have lived a long time, they've learned a lot. They have a lot of experience. There's a lot they still have to contribute. And it used to be years ago that you would have a whole family unit staying together, that it wouldn't just be you and your children, but it would be you and your parents and your grandparents and maybe the grandkids, and that you'd all be together and that all help out and everyone would contribute each other's talents and skills. And, you know, maybe the older people who are not working anymore, they're watching the young kids while the parents go off to work. I I never had grandparents because both my parents parents died before they got married so i never knew any of my grandparents and and so it's such a interesting thing how now we kind of put people away and we only go see them when it's convenient for us And it prevents us from really coming to terms with the fact that one day they're not going to be here at all. And that big loss is going to happen. And so what my proposal is to you is that we practice for the big loss with all these little losses. That as we lose things in our life, little things, mementos maybe there's some i don't know special trinket or as we say in yiddish a little chachka that you have that you like and it gets knocked over by accident and broken it's a little loss give space for that loss allow yourself to grieve for that loss now, look, this doesn't mean you're going to break down in tears over it doesn't mean like you're going to get all super emotional but it means that you give a little space, feel what you're feeling for. it, And maybe if it's just a really small thing, maybe it's just a little nostalgia. Maybe you're just thinking about who gave it to you and how it felt when they gave it to you. And, and why did you keep it all this time? 
you know, if it's been hanging around the house so long, maybe there was some meaning towards it. So by giving space to those little things that aren't super emotional, then we can kind of practice to allow ourselves to allow the emotions to come out, to really be present to them when it is something bigger. I mean, look, we, we, we start experiencing loss from the moment we're born because as we're growing, other people are growing, we're losing people. You know, when we change schools, we go from elementary school to middle school or to high school. And now some of our friends who are in middle school aren't there anymore. Now we're in high school and we have different friends. And just because we have different friends doesn't mean we don't miss our old friends. And you know what? That happens when we change jobs. You know, sometimes when you're, we work, you know, at a job and you're working with other people, you're with them so much, they begin to feel like family. And so taking the time to really let those people know, hey, I'm going to miss you. Hey, I'm sorry to see you go. Let's have one last dinner together. Let's celebrate the time that we had together. And give ourselves the opportunity to really just feel what we're feeling by the fact that we're changing and things are moving in a different direction. And again, just because things are moving in a better direction, just because things are going well and we're happy about th- this, this new direction, doesn't mean we don't feel a little loss. So, you know, it, it's, we all experience loss. The world we live in um, today is very different than the world we grew up in. That's a loss. And sometimes, you know, little things creep up on us and we don't expect it. You know, another example was like when I got married, when my wife moved in with me, I had a lot of houseplants, tons of houseplants. And and they were like, took over. I mean, they got pretty good because I loved them and I took care of them. And, you know, I used to find houseplants on the street that were like, you know, so-so. And I could see like it was a good plant. It just needed a little TLC and I'd take it home and revive it. And it would be great. But my wife was like, there's too many plants. It's too this, you know, too much of a mess. And so she she cleaned things up and got rid of a bunch of my plants. And, you know, it was a little bit of a fight. You know, I didn't want to give up everything. And not that she got rid of everything, though. I don't, yeah, I mean, I pretty much did get rid of everything because I don't have a single plant that I had when we got married. But, you know, it's been 18 years. But, you know, even just letting go of a house plant that I'd had for a few years at least. You know, I mean, at the time, I was a lot less conscious. I was a lot less aware of my feelings. I didn't really grieve it. But I think back and I was like, oh, those were some nice houseplants. I really liked some of those. So sometimes just remembering it. And again, does it mean like I don't like the environment that I have now? No, I love the environment. We have new houseplants and, you know, sometimes they last, sometimes they don't. But again, 
if there was something in our life that we liked, that we appreciated, and suddenly it's not there anymore, let's be present to that. Let's recognize that. Don't just sweep it under the rug. Because even if you get something different, it's still a loss. And I find this also with people with pets. I mean, I've never had a dog or a cat, you know, as an adult. I've had fish, had reptiles. Didn't really want to give away the reptiles. So that, that, that really hurt, but we were traveling a lot then. But yeah, losing a pet. Not as bad as losing a person. For some people it is. Um, but it can be hard. It can be hard. And just because you bring a new puppy in or a new kitten in doesn't mean we miss the old one any less. Doesn't mean there isn't a special place in our heart for the old one. All right. Um, Got to get going to our last break before we finish up the show. So let's go to break. And when we come back, um, yeah, let, let, let's tie this up a little bit. And let's talk about what do we do? What do we do when we do have that sudden loss? And, and how do we keep moving forward? How do we still keep being joyful? How do we still keep thriving and being vibrant even in the face of loss? So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, talking all this hour about learning to let go and how to really deal well with loss. And we will be right back after these messages. Join us every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern for the Mind Behind Leadership, where we focus on what leadership really means to us and to others. We have practical discussions with the CEOs of some of the world's largest companies, owners of small businesses, and experts in psychology and behavior to get that inside track, what to do, what to avoid, and what really happens. Join me, Graham Dobbin, at the new time, 4 p.m. every Tuesday for the Mind Behind Leadership here live on talkradio.nyc. Hey, everybody. It's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Calling all pet lovers. Pet Avengers, assemble! On the Professionals and Animal Lovers show, we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong. It mirrors that bond between pets and their owners. Through this program, we come together to learn, educate, and advocate. Join us live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. And 
and welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. I, I hope you've been enjoying this show. I know it's just me rambling on about a topic. Um, sometimes I feel like it's too much me, but uh, whenever I've asked my audience in the past, they say these are some of their favorite shows. So I hope you're getting something out of this show. I hope this is not uh, just seeming repetitive, um, but you're getting some real value and some real insight here. So talking about learning to let go. So how do we actually let go? So one of the things that my wife and I like to do when we finish something is to have some kind of ritual. And the ritual can be anything. It can be something that you make up, make it something special for you. And so we've done everything from throwing crystals into a river to writing a letter and burning it to um, burying something in the sand at a beach or throwing something into the ocean, something that's very symbolic. So, you know, for instance, if, um, um, let's just say a pet. I just want to use a pet for the moment because it's not something as dramatic as losing a loved one, but it still really touches our heart and we're still really sad. So maybe a pet passes for whatever reason, unexpectedly, maybe an accident, maybe got sick unexpectedly. So maybe you take one of the, the pet's toys, could be anything, doesn't matter. And symbolically, maybe it's about taking that toy, burying it in the backyard. Or maybe you know, you burn it and you, you keep the ashes. Or maybe, yeah, throwing it off into the ocean. Now, look, I'm not saying you should, like, pollute the ocean with, like, rubber toys and everything else. But I'm just saying, by finding or, or creating some kind of ritual that means something to you, it actually helps to express the emotion to bring things up. And I remember I I was on a recent trip, we went down to Montserrat. And I think it was like the last next to last night that we were going to be there, we're eating out. And all of a sudden, we started seeing these like, um, lanterns flying in the air, you know, like little balloons with like a little candle underneath. My wife, of course, you know, went to go check it out. She was walking around. I was sitting at the table, and she comes back, and it turned out that apparently a, um, a young baby was either was like stillborn or had died you know, shortly after being born. And so, to, to commemorate the baby's life, they were had all these little lanterns, very light, like like little balloons with a little candle underneath in the hot air, and it would come up and they just released them and it was pitch black at night over the ocean and I thought it was so beautiful I mean it was visually very beautiful um but that must have had real meaning to the people who decided to to do it and so that's an example of a little ritual and maybe, and apparently it was something, my wife said that, she, you know, she talked with the parents and that they had looked online and it was something that was done in, 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 um, in Asia. 
I forget, I think it was Japan, uh, that that's the way they honored the dead. And so, so they like that idea. So look it up, look around, look at what different cultures do to honor lost, honor the passing of someone. And I'm not saying you have to copy that exactly, but maybe that gives you a little bit of inspiration. Maybe that gives you a little bit of an idea of something you can do. You know, traditionally, you know, fire, the idea of, you know, in India, they burn bodies, they cremate them, they don't, they don't bury them in, in China as well, in many places. And so if there's some kind of loss you experience, so like for myself, like, what am I going to do? The office, we no longer have the office. Um, I'll probably do something, we'll probably create some kind of ritual on the weekend. It's a very busy week. I mean, I'm giving space, I'm feeling it. And when I talk to people and I mention it to them, and it's really interesting. Some people say, oh, wow, that must really feel like a loss. You know, some people really get it. And then I can open up with them. But just talking to somebody can be a big, a, a big way to, to help to let go of something. Maybe someone who you feel can really hear you and listen to you. Maybe just just finding somebody who, um, you know, maybe experienced the same thing or has a similar experience who you feel they have the, a similar perspective on things. You know, look at what other people have done. What did they do when they experienced this loss? Don't have to reinvent the wheel. There's a lot of things out there, a lot of ways of honoring a loss and ritual. I mean, that's why rituals are so powerful and so ancient rituals can help us move energy, especially because they're a ritual because so many people have done the exact same thing. It creates a certain energy around it. And, you know, maybe it's a ritual from your favorite movie or book. You can take inspiration from anywhere. TV show. And just to recognize and be present to when does something feel like a loss. And really, it can surprise you. And I have to end with this. And it's just kind of a silly story, but not really. I, I was looking around for something to, to watch on Netflix. I wanted to, to watch a comedy. And, and I saw this thing pop up in my feed, The, the Good Place. And I, I thought I'd give it a chance. And so I watched the first episode. And it's about what happens after we die. And the characters in it were kind of interesting, kind of funny. Again, extreme eccentric characters. And so I started watching, it was short, it's only half hour episodes, less than half hour. I started watching it. And then every day I'd watch another episode, a couple episodes, two, three episodes at a time. And I really started to binge on it over the course of, I would say, about two, three weeks. And there were four seasons altogether. And when I watched the very last episode, and it finished, I mean, there's like, there's no more to it. There's no way they're bringing the characters back. I mean, it's over. And it's actually a really good series and, and really 
funny. I thought well-written, very intelligent. So um, check out The Good Place on, on Netflix if you like stuff about the afterlife. But then after it was over and like the characters were gone, the four main characters were gone, five actually, six. I felt something. I thought this is silly. This is stupid. It was some silly little TV show. But still, it was such a, a fun journey. Not, not every episode was great, but I just, I really enjoyed it. And for whatever reason, I just kind of felt a little, little tinge of sadness that it was over. And that was it. And that really surprised me. So I just offer that to you as some silly little thing that when you pay attention, when you're really present, you may find there are some little things that you lose that make you sad that you didn't realize. So let's just give some space, breathe into that. Don't go rushing around. Don't go start doing the next thing. Just take a moment, sit with it, Remember it, feel it. And let's let go. Like I had to do my office this week. And you know what? Sometimes in that letting go, there's a lightness. There's a freedom. Because now that we don't have an office... We're saving that money. Who knows? Maybe we'll go rent a house somewhere in the woods and that has good internet and <laughs> I'll keep working from someplace else temporarily and then come home and then go somewhere else. I don't know. The future is unwritten. I'm curious on the adventure, as my dear friend Jennifer Huff likes to say. So I hope you've got something out of this. I hope this episode speaks to you in some small way. I hope I, I touched something inside of you. And if you're feeling a little something, if I reminded you of some loss that you forgot about, good. Feel it. Let it go. And next week I have a special guest and we'll go on to another topic, but I hope I hope this served you in some way. You know, sometimes I pick topics and it's just what's presenting for me in the moment. And I don't know why. And then I hear afterwards that like, oh, it really meant something to me. So I don't know who this episode is for. Definitely for me, but I don't know who else it's for. But if it's for you, let me know. And I want you to take care. I want you to give yourself some space. Don't forget, we have Frank coming up at 5 p.m. with Frank About Health. Our show's on Fridays, Philanthropy and Focus, always Friday, and Wise Content Creates Wealth. And the next Monday, we started off all over again with Sandra on Monday night at 7 p.m. with The Edge of Every Day. So everybody, please take care. Be gentle with yourselves. Be present with what you're feeling. And I will talk to you next week.
Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. informed about menopause and how it impacts on your life? Hi, I'm Pat Duckworth, women's health strategist and host of the Hot Women Rock radio show, empowering women leaders at menopause. Join me every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. UK Time on talkradio.nyc for interviews with inspirational women who will share their top tips to rock your world. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about health to advocate for all of us. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.